Hey, Harry Gamer listener, I'm your host, Eric Taylor. So my wife recently got me this button. It's yellow, it sits on my desk, and it says badass on it. And whenever I want kind of a motivational, psychological boost, I just press the button. Do what you love. Mm-hmm. You create your reality. That's right. Feed fear a suck it sandwich. All right, one more. You are a badass. Wait, there's one that's really cheesy. You can do it! That's the one. This episode is my conversation with Nikki Lee and Rihanna Capri of 901 Salon in LA. Now, you may be thinking, didn't he already interview them? And you're partially correct, because episode 60, they're on my panel at the Modern Salon Digital Summit talking about personal branding. So after this episode, if you want to hear that, go back. It's episode 60. This episode is all about them and their story. But before we get there, it is time for our weekly Podloot giveaway. We're giving away a $150 Unite Pro dryer this week, and the winner is OK Steph Hair. OK Steph Hair, DM me at Love Eric Taylor or Salon Republic on Instagram, and I'll send it to you. At the end of this episode, I'll tell you what we're going to be giving away next week and how you can win that. Enjoy the episode. Actually, before I send you to the episode, I want you to listen to the end because there's this really funny spot where I literally, probably for the first time since we started this podcast going on two years ago, could not get a particular sentence out of my mouth. I tried like three or four times. Rihanna was laughing. Everybody was laughing. It was very funny, more funny for everybody else. I literally couldn't get the sentence out of my mouth. So hopefully uh, you find it too. Donovan encouraged me to leave it in. All right. So I got Nikki Lee and Rihanna Capri here. How are you Hello. girls? Hi. All How right. You doing? So here's my official intro, okay? You're the owners of 901 Salon in West Hollywood. Yes. You're the founders of Incommon Beauty Products. Yes. Beauty Coach, 901 yeah. Academy, Raindrop Showerhead. You can stop me if you get bored. Raindrop <laughs> Showerhead, Beautiful Foundation, which is a nonprofit community of women fighting against cancer. Yes. Correct? Okay. Yeah. Of which my mom has been one for many decades. Oh, amazing. Invite her in. We yeah. want to treat her. Okay. And you're Olaplex ambassadors. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's spectacular. Okay. Yeah. So one thing I really want to talk about is your partnership. However, before we get into your partnership, I want you each to give me the two to three minute version of where you're from and how you got into hair. Nikki first. Oh, wow. Okay, so I'm from Reno, Nevada. Um, I moved to L.A. What year was that? 2003 or 4-ish. But before that, got into hair. I always thought I wanted to be a dental hygienist. And I went and observed, and I was like, whoa, people, like, actually don't brush their teeth. Like, this is insanity. (laughs) And my brother's girlfriend at the time was Uh, I'm sorry, i got to stop you. The people in LA or the people in Reno? No, the people in Reno were not, like a lot of people were not brushing their teeth. This was like a real thing. You know what? If you lived in LA, you might have been able to be a dental hygienist. Uh, maybe. <laughs> right. Maybe. No hate against Reno. I'm just asking. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So my brother's girlfriend was in beauty school. So I went to visit her a few times and I was like, wait, I actually like, 
I was immediately drawn to it. And you know, I was a cheerleader, so I did my friend's hair for like cheerleading things and proms. And so I always was intrigued by hair. I guess I never really knew that it could take me anywhere. (laughs) Or here. And so I remember telling my dad I want to go to beauty school. And he's like, no, you're going to go to college. And I was like, no. And so (laughs) basically paid for myself to go to beauty school. And really the rest is history. I mean, came to LA. That's where I met this this one. Why'd you move to LA? Why? Yes. Because I just, basically, I got on the floor, like, right away in Reno, and I was like, this is it? Like, I was only 21. Oh, and your your boss was going down and gave you her whole clientele. Yeah, she, she ended up, like, moving, and she gave me all her clients, and I was like, wait, this is, like... See, it just seemed too easy. I loved the challenge, and I just was like, you know what? I'm going to hit the road. I'm going to go to L.A., see what will happen. Okay. So I ended up landing um, at Fred Siegel Beauty in Santa Monica, and that's where I met this one here. (laughs) Okay, stop. That was good. Uh, That was the four-minute version, but I didn't stop you because it was pretty good. So, Rihanna, your turn. The, the two to four minute version, because we have to be fair and equal. She's going to be 10. I'm going to be 10. <laughs> okay, hurry. I, no. I like to give details to people. I like to paint the picture. In short, go. Okay. No, those so, stories are good. Yeah, so um, basically when I turned 16, I went to work. One of my very first jobs well, was Long's Drugstore. And then after that, I was a receptionist at a um, beauty salon in Oxnard, California, 805. Uh, and just for the listeners if they didn't hear the beginning of our conversation i'm from the i'm not from but i live in the 805 live in 805 yes so um i work there as receptionist and i really got to like see everyone do this their work and i was like i can do this like i know i can do this i want to do this and i remember telling my dad i think i want to go to beauty school and he's like oh no 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 You, you go to college you get straight A's, you must go to college. No dads like beauty school. What is that? Well, both of our dads, I know. Actually, our dads should hang out. No. Like, no, they play they guitar. Should. Like, yeah, yeah, they should hang out. Anyway, uh, so, and I remember also telling the people that work there that I wanted to go to beauty school, and they all told me no. Not one hairstylist there told me I should do it. Hmm. Why did they say that? Um, Because... I don't know if they all wished they would have gone to college. They knew I got good grades and all of them were like, no, no, go to college, go to college. I don't know. Okay. But then at the same time, I mean, they're all charging $25 a haircut. So maybe they're like, yeah, go to college. <laughs> I don't know. Um, anyhow, so the fun part was I got to open up the salon and lock up the salon. So a couple times when I locked up the salon, I called my sister to come to the salon. You know, we had cameras, and I guess I just never assumed that they looked at them. And I did my sister. I, I asked the girl earlier, like, well, what do you mix? How do you do it? And I did it on my sister, like yep. 16, 17 years old. Like, that should have been illegal. And it was. Um, but I also asked my dad for scissors and clippers for Christmas. And he got them for me from Costco. It was a VHS tape and a box that had everything you need in it. And I started cutting hair in the garage. And... A lot of my friends wanted more haircuts, so then I started charging $5 a haircut. And um, when I was graduating high school, 
and dad still told me, no, I can't go to beauty school. I went to college. Uh, I went to college for two years at Ventura College, still the 805. And since I think I'm so good at cutting hair, I now charge $10 a hair. Did you lose clients? No, I didn't. I gained more. I did. I did. <laughs> it always sounds bad when I say this, but I did a lot of men's haircuts. Mm-hmm. I was a cheerleader, just like Nikki, and I had a lot of friends, so I would do like the whole team. I know that sounds that so bad sound on a podcast. Really we're talking about cutting hair. Yes. Okay. We're talking about cutting hair, but yeah. So I would keep do, it like, clean. Keep it clean, guys. Yeah. In one day, that sounds so bad, but I'd make like eighty bucks. And then Dang, that's a lot. Everyone would tip like two or three dollars, and then Paul McNulty would always tip me five. Wow. Paul. Well, he clearly was telling you something. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, um, it's been ten minutes. I know. Okay. So then, um, I went to college, applied to San Diego State. <clears throat> Application got denied because I turned it in too late. So I said, Dad, I really want to go to beauty school, and he's like, You know what? Go ahead and go to beauty school. Cutting hair while you go through college later will be a great job for you. I'm not going to college yet. Anyhow, went to Las Vegas, Nevada, beauty school out there. Had some friends that went to UNLV. That's why I went. Okay. And and then always knew I wanted to move to L.A. to do hair in L.A. So as soon as I graduated, I moved to L.A. Uh, We'll move back to Oxnard and drove to L.A. for a few weeks. Um, And that's where I met Nikki, Fred Siegel. Okay. Job. And you guys were at Fred Siegel together for how long before you created this partnership? Liana got fired. Before I got fired. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> for doing hair illicitly, like in your garage or what? No, and if I, it's hard to explain, but because I did a good job and the stylist I worked for, I'm not even joking. I was left-handed, he was right-handed, we blow out the hair at the same exact time. The client liked my side better than his side, and I swear to God, the next day I was fired. I'm not lying to you. Sean wow. James, same, and he'll tell you the same. I don't even care. Yeah, he 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 would own up to that. I think publicly. So. Okay. We don't publicly. Know. <laughs> Let's so, call him, but. all right, you, you hurt his ego. Yeah. And he fired and, you. Okay, and then what'd you do? So you were like I, Nikki, you be my partner, save me. Oh, not yet. No, not I yet. stayed. No, no, no. She, I, I no, only had was... one haircut left to finish that program. program so I was, was like, so it was literally, I would say a little over a year we were there. Yeah. Yeah. A little over a year. Um, I had two haircuts left, two haircuts left because she started a month before me. Two haircuts left before I was done with the program. She had one haircut left and I got fired. So then, um, have you heard of Umberto Salon? Yes. Okay, there's about 78 hairstylists in that salon. Yeah. Not assistants, just hairstylists alone. It's two-story. It's massive. Someone told me that someone there needed an assistant. I went over there to assist, and I asked. And she got her hair colored brown. <laughs> I was uh, on accident? No, I don't oh, know. on purpose. Oh, terrible. Um, but I remember asking the owner, who was the wife of Umberto Babette, Yep. Hey, um, I just finished a really good, amazing program. I feel like, uh, how long do I need to assist here before I can be a stylist? And she said, oh, no, honey, everyone here has to assist for at least two years before you can be on the floor. So I said, okay, today is my last day. And I quit right then and there. I'm not even joking. I was She's like, I'm not. not fucking staying there for two years. <laughs> okay. So that no. was that. Jobless, and Nikki and I decided to go to the movies. This and is, this is a true story. story. We go to the movies. We watch The Incredibles. 
sweats, no makeup. I worked at Emergence for like two months, by the way. Okay. And as we're driving home, we see this beautiful little salon on Robertson Boulevard, brick walls, really cool. New, clean, new, cool. clean, yeah. And we're like, oh my God, that's the salon? Oh, let's pull over. It's like 9.45 at, like, at night and we're peeking in the window. Literally. Literally, both of us were like, wow, it's really pretty and clean in here. And this lady walks down and she walks over to us. We're like, oh. And she's like, are you guys hairstylists? We're like, yeah. She's like, come on in. 9.45 at night. No makeup. Not cute. She's the owner. She just opened the salon. They're looking for stylists, but we're assistants. So I said, please. All she I begged her. I begged her for like 45 minutes. <laughs> Chassis, I just need someone to give me a chance. I need someone that, but she's still at Fred Siegel. I don't have a job. I need someone that that will just give me a chance. I know I can do it. I don't need to be an assistant anymore. I'm ready to be a stylist. I will figure it out. Well, they were rental at that time. And okay. the rent, 100 bucks a day. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'll do it. I'll do it. I had no clients. I think I had five clients. Oh, my God. Risk taker. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. So... Brought in a model, did my model, I pass, and now I'm working at Kush Salon on Robertson Boulevard, yeah. yeah. and I say, okay, now you have to hire my friend. You talking about Hector's place? Yeah, Hector, yeah. Hector is our boss. Yes, of course. Shout out to Hector. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then I said, can now you please hire my friend? So she had one more haircut to do. It was about a month. Yep, so I finished my haircut. And I remember um, being so scared, and I asked Paul, you know, Paul Diarmas, the old owner of Fred Siegel Beauty, I'm like, I need to talk to him, like, shaking hides. <laughs> and I was like, I, I know I'm finished, but I just realized, like, this, it's just not for me here. I'm going to move on. And he was, like, dumbfounded. Like, wait, you just finished this program, and you're going to leave? And so I left, went to Kush. I did my model pass. And Rihanna and I were at Kush for how long, would you say? I would say like another year. Another year. year. Mm -hmm. So, Nikki, why did you leave Fred Siegel? Did, did you do it because you wanted to be kind of doing what Rihanna's doing? Did you see like the grass was greener or what? Well, good question. There was a lot of like toxic kind of shade happening at, at Fred, Fred Siegel, Siegel. And it was exhausting and... I think Rihanna and I both were just like, this is janky. Like the way that she got fired yeah. and just the way that even the stylists would like fight with each other. Mm -hmm. It was just crazy that I'm like, I didn't really, it's just not me and I didn't want to be a part of it. And also her and I had gotten certified in Great Lengths Extensions and we had already decided like, this is how we're going to take over the industry. We're going to do extensions. Like there's no right. one out there yeah. who's like, killing it like this is what we're gonna do and we knew we were gonna like tag team and and do that so mm -hmm. okay that's all that's good okay so the the five minute introduction is now 25 but it's pretty good so let's keep going so yeah. you're at kush and and hector's treating you right and then and now what happens um so we were doing extensions mm -hmm. and we did our very first celebrity clientele which is a client which was nelly Furtado. How'd you get Nelly? Through one, one of the other stylists. stylists at Kush, Alan Martinez. Alan okay. Martinez. Alan used to cut my wife Brooke's oh. hair. Yeah. <laughs> Alan's the best. Love Alan. Love, love Alan. Um, so he gave us Nelly Potato. We did curly hair extensions on her. Mm -hmm. And when we had called Great Links, the guy we were talking to, Brett, we were getting hair for Nelly Potato. So they transferred us to the president. 
or maybe he wasn't the president at that time. And since he knew that we did celebrities, which was one. Right. But one. Saw many. Saw many. <laughs> and right. he then said, Brittany Murphy is looking for an extensionist. Could you guys do her hair? Okay. So, okay. absolutely. We started doing Brittany, and bless her soul, that woman knew exactly what she wanted, where she wanted it, how to angle it, what sectioning you should be. Okay. Okay. She essentially taught us how to do extensions. And one evening, she's all, "Hey, you guys, my friend Kenny is. Op- he just opened up a salon. You should work for him." And we're like, no, "We don't want to no, work no, for your friend Kenny. Kenny. Like, <laughs> I didn't even know like who she was talking." She's all, "No, no, no. Listen, I'm. I, I gotta go get my color done there. So can you guys drop me off? I kid you not." So she gets in our car. Yeah. One of our cars. I don't no. even know what we were driving right. then. Uh, yeah. Anyhow, we pull pre, up pre Uber, pre Uber, right? Uber. Yeah. We drive her down to this salon, and we pull up, and it's the Ken Pava salon. Yeah. So oh. Rihanna and I are like, "Oh my gosh!" Right. Like freaking out. Like your friend it's Kenny Kenny's? is Ken Paves. Uh, okay. <laughs> so we walked in. And Ken was super nice. Yeah. Like chatted with us and he basically was like why don't you guys bring in a model so we bring in <clears throat> well his thing was like if you can conquer her and make her happy you can make anyone happy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we're you weren't like uh isn't britney good enough yeah. well i mean uh, that's what we should have said but we yeah. still brought in a model i think he was trying to be fair to all yeah. the other stylists and he took us on as his like extension specialist for the salon okay pause so it sounds like your kind of entree into doing extensions was a key to all of this because Kush didn't have anyone doing extensions and Ken Salon didn't have anyone doing extensions. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's a lesson. Okay, continue, please. <laughs> so we're at Ken's, we're getting busy, we're like killing it, and all of a sudden we're like, what's happening he got very busy and and by the way i never want to speak bad upon him he was a great mentor to us and you know i think sometimes we all go through shit personally and we can't be there for everybody and he just wasn't there and the salon was kind of falling apart and like it's just the the experience for our clients just wasn't that great anymore in our opinion so we were like eh. Let's let's just move on. Let's just see what else yeah. is out there. So yeah. we go to a few other high-end salons. I don't want to name any names. I'll, I will. Please. <laughs> okay, okay. And it just was like the grass wasn't greener. We're like, it's another person's name on the door. Therefore, that person's always going to get credit for anything that comes out of that salon. And... We were just like, eh, we might as well just stay where we're at because honestly, we weren't we like miserable. No. We we loved everyone we worked with, so we're like, okay, noted. Grass isn't greener. Fine, we're good. Then all of a sudden, my client is like, hey, would you guys ever like open up your own salon? And we're all, no, 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 no. <laughs> no why? Why no. would we do that? Well, you know, like my husband really wants me to like get involved in something and I just thought it would be kind of like fun for us to like open up a salon. So we're like, oh, all right, fine, fun. Someone else's money. Don't so, tempt okay. us with fun. Hashtag investor. Hashtag yeah. investor, exactly. So we basically, he wanted to meet with us and said, bring your business plan. 
and we didn't know what a business plan really was. So we said, okay, and Googled, how do you make a business plan? We met with him, and it's like 35 questions. We fill them all out, we line it all up, and make it look like it so looks good. good. It looks good. looks real good. It's formatted, okay. Forward, and then said, um, send me over your financial statement. Fuck is a financial statement. <laughs> Never even heard that in high school. What the fuck? That's so fucked up. People need to teach people real life things. Yeah. Google made one, <coughs> turned it in. Great. Let's move forward. Let's start looking at locations. We we look at so many locations because it's 2009 during a recession, and Perfect. there's so many available spaces. But luckily for our naiveness, it was like oh, that's open and that's open. oh cool. This is great. This one and this one, um, and not thinking people are going out of business. So that was lucky. It worked in our favor. Oh us. yes, <laughs> big time. Um, and then um, found the space where we're at right now is 901 Westbourne Drive in West Hollywood, California. And we walked in. Our, our uh, real estate guy was like, we want, we want to show you this old space that just got let go. And we're like, no, we don't want old space. We want new energy, fresh energy. Well, again, not understanding again, that not plumbing understanding and plumbing all those things and electrical are expensive. And how, oh my gosh, so silly. <laughs> so he luckily forced us to come to this location. We walk up the stairs and her and I are like, oh, this we is loved perfect. It. This is great. Oh my God. this is. Probably, I would say it's probably like the ninth place we looked at inside, seriously. And um, he's like, the, the, the real estate guy's like, keep it down, keep it down. We, we got to try to get the rate low. Don't say you like it, right? We have no idea, again. So long story short, we go back and forth on the lease for a couple months. And finally, the landlord's like, this is your final offer. Take it or leave it. You have 72 hours to sign it. Okay, cool. Let's move forward. She calls her girl. No answer. Calls again. No hold answer. on, hold on. Uh, calls hashtag investor. Hashtag, hashtag investor, investor no, no answer, answer no answer next day finally she calls her she's crying she feels Balling so bad down. he has to back out no because he made he lost the money so did you Here's ever see note. yeah side note have you heard or did you watch the movie molly's game no i don't think so okay. what is that well, just look look it's, it up it's, it's it's a basically one of my clients molly started oh yes i did an underground poker game that all of these guys would would play in whatever saw he, it very entertaining okay yes. so molly is still, still our, our client, client. hold he, on M molly is hashtag investor no no molly okay. is hashtag client Okay. But the hashtag investor was playing in Molly's, Molly's game. Got it. So Molly, hashtag Molly, hashtag client was the cause of hashtag investor losing all his, his money. Yes, exactly. So okay. investor loses all his money. Wifey calls me up crying, saying they can't do it. Ugh. So Brianna and I are sitting there and we're like, oh, shoot. What I remember being like, but our business plan says like we can do it and like our financial statement says like we made these things up like I but I remember like believing these numbers like we can do this if we just done it up like so I really remember that yeah and finally she was smart she's like how much money do you have in your account I'm like all right I have this much how much do you have I have this much so we put our accounts together we opened up three credit cards and opened up 901 all by herself and the rest is history amazing yeah 
turned out to be obviously the best thing ever. I remember one of the things he wanted was a waterfall in this hallway right here. Like that was obviously the first thing to go. <laughs> the no waterfalls. Yeah, the waterfalls. Those are yeah. They get they get scrapped as soon as you take a look at your checking account and yeah. you start getting the bills. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That is a fascinating story, and I'm glad that you kept going with it. Okay, so let's talk about the partnership between you because partnerships can be constructive partnerships can be destructive right they could be one plus one equals three in, in the in your case they could be one plus one equals negative three you know in some cases right so give us the 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 key personality traits that are important for having a good partnership um i definitely know the biggest number one thing that we talk about the most at which we probably didn't realize until about year three was expressing and and promoting and allowing the person to do their strengths and not making them do their weaknesses so for three years nikki and i did everything together 50 50 down the line every meeting every accountant's meeting every fucking party we had to go to we did it always together and around year three I think it was your idea she's always the smarter one and things like this and figured out why don't you write a list of what you love to do I'm gonna write a list of what I love to do let's write a list of what we don't like to do and she's gonna write a list of what she doesn't like to do and we really got to see what each other like to do and allow them to just do that and take it and run that is probably out of this whole entire podcast. If there's anything we can teach anyone, a partnership, that is the number one way to go, for sure. And were you just lucky that your strengths were complementary? Yeah, I mean, I do think we have a lot of similar yeah. strengths too, yeah. but it depends on the situation too, where. I'll be like, Re, this is all you, or actually, I got this, yeah. you know? So just honoring that and also like, you know, it's been so many years and people change and we've just grown together and we've learned to accept who each other are and, and know that, that people change. Like, I think people are like, oh, they change. Well, yeah, everyone's gonna change. Yeah. But then how do you also change and keep growing? So we always make sure that we're growing together like even me now I'm a mom Rihanna's not a mom but that doesn't mean that we can't see eye to eye or still you know killing in business like yeah my life's slightly different for sure but we're still aligned and still have the same common goal yeah so uh, give us some more detail like what what is Rihanna good at and what are you good at Nikki so Rihanna's good at I always say I'll keep the place open, meaning like the lights, the lights on. are on, the bills are paid, hey. like we have a place. She's gonna keep it full. She's gonna go, if I'm like, Rihanna, there's no clients in the salon, she will go out on the streets mm -hmm. and talk to people and fill that place up. So, so like meetings with the accountant and the lawyer, like I'm falling asleep at the wheel over here trying to listen to these people and then meet, uh, there's a, big event at starts at 10.30 p.m. downtown, that's the last thing she wants to do. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, and allowing us to like go our separate ways and re representing both together. Yeah, and right. then when it comes to like the, the team, our, our stylists and the assistants, it's 
I'm more of like the nurturing one where Rihanna, it's like they want praise from Rihanna. Um, and it's funny because she thinks she's the nice one, but they are very afraid of her. However, the minute they know that I'm disappointed in them, they can't, I mean, tears. Yeah. They're just like, mom's disappointed in yeah. me. Oh, I messed up. So it's a good balance. Yeah. So very complimentary. I, you guys are very fortunate for that. Uh, yeah. Was that conscious in the beginning? I mean, it sounds like you guys were friends. You enjoyed hanging out with each other, right? I mean, you probably did not intend to become friends and talk about the salon idea with hashtag investor because you were conscious about these complimentary traits. Yeah, we definitely were not conscious about those complimentary traits whatsoever. Um, definitely we loved hanging out with each other and having a good time. And when we came up with ideas, it, it was interesting. And looking back on it now, like you organized the extension kit like to a T. Okay, I got these folders and these files that are going to be like line uh, I, I didn't think of that. You yeah, know but I mean? she got us the extension client. So you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Early on, I think our, our first initial little business was the extension business. Yeah. But we didn't realize, realize. And since that was so effortless, then we're like, oh, okay, now let's do, do this. this. Oh, right. now we can do that. Yeah. Right. How does somebody know if they should try to find a business partner or if they should just open a salon by themselves or no or ever. or any sort of business? Don't do it by yourself. No ever. one should do it by Never. themselves. Wait, I did it by myself. You don't. You gotta have someone. Are you? You still have a salon now, all by yourself? Well, yeah, Salon Republic. We have fifteen locations. All by yourself. But what do you mean all by yourself? You have to have someone that's like with you. Well, I I had I had a mentor. Okay, who who was in the salon business way before me? He's in his eighties now. He helped me. He wasn't a business partner you know what i mean he was somebody that helped but i had other people who helped but i mean as far as the person who took the risk and was full-time and all that stuff it was me but so what's the difference between somebody like that and somebody like you guys you're awesome no, <laughs> it, there's a di- there's must be a difference. We're awesome, awesome, awesome makes half, you're awesome. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Did that make sense? We're half awesome, <laughs> half awesome. You're a hundred percent awesome. No, I'm yeah. just you're one plus one equals like nineteen, and I'm just one. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm one plus zero equals well, maybe one and a half. That many locations is insane because yeah. we. By the way, truth, we did another location, well, kind of. It was 9012. Oh. C-O-O, which was a Baby basically sister. like a dry bar kind of mm-hmm. deal where people would come in and get their hair blown out, styled, makeup, right. nails. And we realized we're like, no. we. I mean, we closed it down. Yeah. We had it open for, what, a year or two? Two years. Two years? Yeah. It was just too much like we realize like what we're good at and that is not what we're good at well, you guys have gone in different directions i mean you've got so many projects going on it's like like my head is spinning i know um and it's so the next question i want to ask is how do you manage the ideas so there's two of you and you're i'm going to assume you're equal partners you can tell us otherwise um, but Rihanna, what if you have an idea and you think it's brilliant and Nikki, you're like, that's the stupidest shit I've ever heard. 
well. Has that ever happened? So I don't think it's ever gotten to – we do think very similarly. So there's never been like that's the stupidest thing you could have ever said. There's always like a truth to a thing. But whether it's super powerful or not is the next question. I'm trying to think of an example. Well, I mean – I feel like my head's in the clouds a lot of times and her feet are on the ground. So, okay. <laughs> okay. so there might be a few ideas that get certain, like don't come to fruition, but they're never really bad ideas. They're just like, Rihanna, we have too much shit on our plate right now. So the last thing we can do is that. Okay. Yeah. Or I'll be like, we don't have a budget for that. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that makes a ton of sense. That makes a ton of sense. Um, and, and a lot of people do get into the, the trap of, overextending themselves, not focusing on the most important thing, their their head might be in the clouds and that causes them to not be running their, you know, their their foundational business as well, right? So it's nice to have a Nikki to say that that's a nice idea, but we just can't execute that. Yeah, for sure. Okay. What's the most important thing to keep in mind for someone who wants to transition at least part time from doing clients behind the chair to running a business on the side? Because you guys are still behind the chair, correct? We are. Yes, we are. Being a boss and a hairstylist is very difficult. It's almost so many times her and I are like, holy shit, what were we thinking? Like opening our own business is nothing about doing hair. It's the reason we got into this business to begin with, is to be creative, make people look and feel beautiful, and like make people pretty. So what Rihanna and I have done that has been super helpful is building a team. So we have managers that when we're behind the chair, please don't come to me and tell me the toilet's overflowing or the dryer's not working. Like they know we're with our client giving our client a hundred percent because it used to not be that way and we would be so frustrated and when you feel like you're not able to give a hundred percent either way like we were half-assing telling them what to do plus you couldn't give your client a hundred percent for rihanna and i it's just going into each day giving a hundred percent to whatever's in front of you and for me too with motherhood that's how it is too like i've let the team know once i'm home with parker i'm home with parker like i in order for me to be my best at all the things i need to be able to give a hundred percent wherever i'm at right so building a great team and having a strong either manager or whoever it is that can handle some of that while you're with your client is life-changing. How did you learn how to hire people and manage them? Because that's a totally different skill. Yeah. Totally different skill. Trial and error. I'll start with that. Yeah. Um, Rihanna and I always say you can teach someone how to do hair or do their job, uh, do the front desk or whatever. You cannot teach someone to be a good person. As long as you're hiring someone that you know at their core, they're a good human being, then it's worth taking the time to invest in them to make sure they're able to do their job. So that's how we do our hiring process takes a minute to figure out if they're really a good person. So we do like a three month kind of trial and we check back in and it's just agreed upon like within the three months, if either party decides this isn't working out, then we just move on and there's no hard feelings. Um, that's what's essentially worked best for us. Yeah. I definitely could say that that is probably a key component to 901 having the success that it 
has uh, is that simply that and we ran a couple trial and errors by hiring the person that does the most beautiful work and awesome celebrities and they're so cool to your face then they get in the salon and they're a fucking dick and a diva and we have to let them go. It doesn't, it doesn't work. work. It poisons it, the whole entire salon. It yeah. ruins the culture. It ruins everybody. And we just, we, oh, okay. we end it. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So where are you, where are you, with all these projects, where are you spending most of your time right now? Collectively. The, the, the Ricky time. The Ricky time. time is definitely spent on our newborn child um, in Common Beauty. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we are literally pouring our heart and soul into this line because for many reasons, I mean, it's just there's a lot of change and, and shifting in the industry right now. And people are feeling like, ah, and just we're hoping that we can bring this community of hairstylists and, and consumers and literally everybody just something great mm-hmm. and bring everyone together and, and try to create a space of equality and I know that maybe sounds so cheesy or whatnot but like there's a big disconnect between and you can speak highly on this salon suites and salon owners mm-hmm. and it's like this fight 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 and we're really trying to maybe connect and bring all that together uh, so the the change that you're talking about that in common can help mitigate is, is what exactly? Well, in common is not for the 1% of salons. It's literally for everybody. It's a high-end luxury line for everyone and, and where our entire line is based upon healthy hair, treatment-based. Magic Mist is a leave-in treatment, basically. Uh, detangler heat protectant, vitamins for your hair, literally all you really need right now. Coming out with shampoos, masks, uh, boosters, whatever it may be, everything that's gonna make your hair healthy and we believe everyone deserves healthy hair. Where can somebody find it? Right now, you can get it in salons, whoever carries in common, as well as on our website, incommonbeauty.com. Okay, no salon centric or cosmoprof yet or never. Okay. Not so sure. Not, but not, now? not looking likely as of now. Okay. We, we don't know yet. Okay. And if a salon wanted to carry it, how would they do that? Well, great news. Thanks for asking there, Eric. Um, <laughs> honestly, Nikki and I are trying. They sign up on the pro site. Wait, we're trying okay. to change, make a change. Because okay. Because when yes. we opened 901 in 2009 and we wanted to carry Orbe, the minimum order was $8,700. And I'm not joking. I know. And that was devastating to us. We did not have an extra $8,700 because the hashtag investor dropped out. So Understood. fucking put it on the credit card and paid it off later, but had Orbe on our shelves. We're trying to change the game to that salon owner that did just open and drop their entire savings and open up four credit cards to do what they wanted to do to say, hey, if you want eight bottles on your shelf, that's fine. If you only want the shampoo and not the mask, that's fine. You don't have to carry all the SKUs in order to have it. If you only love one thing, great, have one thing. If you only want six items, great, have six items. And really allow more flexibility for people. You wanna try it out, great. Salons, 
I feel like, are you guys? Can you guys even carry retail? Because you need to have minimum orders. That well, sounds they have like stores too. You're talking about us. Yeah. Well, we essentially have a distri- We have a beauty supply in every location. So we're a distributor of about 25 brands, you know, all the big ones that everybody carries. And then we sell wholesale to all of our people. Right. So we make it really easy for people to buy whatever they want in onesie twosies. So you mean the hairstylist can buy anything they want for onesie twosies in their shelf? It's not like the client when they leave has a beautiful retail store to shop at. Well, there we put a lot of our styling and wet products up front because it's beautiful. Okay. Okay. And we have very nice well-lit, uh, you know, uh, merchant, merchandise cabinets and all that kind of stuff right up there for everyone to look at. But we really encourage all the clients to buy from their hairstylists because, cool. you know, our mission and goal is to support the happiness and success of our hairstylists. So we want to encourage them and make it really easy for them to retail the product to their clients. So if their client, if a client wants something, the hairstylist can run to the front, buy something, go back there and sell it if they don't have it on their shelf already. Got it. Cool. Yeah. So they essentially have, you know, thousands of SKUs uh, right there down the hall. Right, 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 right. But yeah, so back to the girl in Texas that opened her four chair salon. You have $8,700 to put product on your shelf and that's just one product line. You should have at least three, you know, or two, at least two. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, listen, we know you get it. Yeah. You're doing it. Yeah. We're trying to help bridge this gap here because, you know, a lot of people don't know um, in California with the new law, we just actually had to turn our salon into a rental salon. We were commissioned and we made the change and it was rough and our team's duck it out and here we are and you know we're doing it yeah yeah we just we just did a podcast on it with jason ross the attorney uh, in san diego so that was a really popular episode so okay so nikki signing off say bye to everybody bye everyone thanks for having me Okay, and Rihanna's staying behind, and I'm now I'm going to ask the hard questions. Oh, oh great. <laughs> don't talk about it. Ask me the easy one. Uh, <laughs> and now we can talk about Nikki. Now we can talk about Nikki. Great. great. <laughs> okay, so uh, with in common, I have one more question. So, like, what's the price point? Is it? Are you pricing it high, low, medium? Medium. I say okay. medium, not too low, not too high. Um, our magic miss is 35 bucks. So for okay. uh, cosmetologists, it's 1750. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, we have right now for all new salons opening up accounts, buy one get one free. So 1750 and a half of that is what 875 each. Cool. Pretty yeah, good. Very um, good. And the coolest thing, uh, I can't, I can't even explain it enough. How proud. I am of this one product. Like LBP, Luxury Brand Partners, we were gracious enough and lucky enough that they are giving us full creative control. Meaning, if we say we don't like the product 19 times, they will make it to our perfection 19 times. And that is such an honor to be able to create perfection, for lack of better words, honestly, the lack of better words, but this product is awesome. It is like multi-talented. You can use it wet, you can use it dry, and it's making your hair better. And for all the other products to come, 
that's the plan to make your hair better. Like, use whatever hairspray you want, use whatever dry texture you want, but have the base and the core of your hair and your client's hair healthy. What we always say is, if your hair ain't healthy, your hair ain't pretty. It doesn't matter how much you spend on color, where you fly to to get a haircut, if it's not healthy, it's not pretty. I love so, it. whole line in Common's entire line will be based on healthy hair for everyone. Inclusive luxury, not exclusive, inclusive luxury for everyone. Love it. Okay, this is my wave the wand question. If you could wave a wand and change anything about the industry right now, what would it be? Ooh, wow. You should have gave us this question before you got me on this podcast. <laughs> Whoa. See, everybody, I don't give the question. Actually, some some people demand the harder questions, and I occasionally give it to them, but you guys didn't demand it, so I didn't give them to you. Oh, nice. Fuck, now I should know next time to demand it. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's a very difficult question. Do you ask this question to everyone? Yes. Fuck. should have listened to everyone. God damn it. Okay. Um... The one thing that comes to mind, and I don't even know if this is the answer to your question, is that we just recently went to the ICE show. And sadly, I don't feel like a lot of things that I saw represent me, my team, what I'm creating with In Common, um, BCTV, Beauty Coach Tours, 9-1 Academy. I don't feel like I connected there. I felt very disconnected and there were so, I didn't see a lot of beautiful hair. I saw a lot of crazy hair. I saw a lot of like, holy shit, that's art on a head. Fucking put it in a frame. Wow. Like. Instagram hair. Yeah, Instagram hair. Creativity to its max. These, These colors that looks so cool on the head and then you put it next to the face and it doesn't look good. People walking around in aisles next to me where I'm like, do you not understand skin tone? Like that's that you're not making and enhancing the beauty in the individual. You're just doing art on head, which is cool, but maybe art should be on a mannequin. I don't know because people don't look their beautiful selves. And I'm, I'm really, I don't, I'm not trying to be a dick at all, but like, I sometimes don't think hairstylists are paying attention to the whole picture, which is what we invented Beauty Coach Tour for, is to explain it's not about that perfect highlight or that perfect haircut that they want from that magazine on their head. You need to pay attention to face shape, to eye color, brows, um, hairline, density, texture, uh, body shape, uh, style. What do they do for a living? There's all of those things. Context. I, yeah, I feel like hair, a lot of hairstylists, I don't want to say all, but a lot of hairstylists are missing in doing their art on their client's head. Now, if you pay attention to all those things and realize, oof, that red really doesn't go with her red skin tone. It just brings it out even more. So. Waving the wand, what, what's the answer? I don't really know the answer. I thought, maybe a, Everyone could be a beauty coach. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know. Oh, like, I think that was that was fantastic. I think it was brilliant. I think it was you. contrarian and appropriate and all of those things. And people are, I think a lot of people are cheering in their cars right now as they're driving to the salon. Oh, that's cool. 
That's now, really the downside cool. of a podcast is we can't hear them cheering. Okay. So DM, <laughs> DM me some clapping hands or no, write on a comment some clap. No, I don't know. I'm just saying that. There you know. go. <laughs> well, it, you're going to get it now. So oh. my next question is a fun question. And uh, Jacob Kahn recommended this to me a long time ago, so I credit him every time. I call it the hair okay. horror stories. So give us your best hair horror story. Hair horror story. It's funny. Um <laughs> I always kind of feel like a dick when I answer this question because I'm not being a dick, but I feel like a dick when I say like, I can't think of anything that I've done that has been a horror, even in beauty school, maybe because I started in the garage when I was 16, I don't know. Um, but I, I don't remember doing anything where I was like, holy fuck, whatever. But of course, owning a salon, there's a bunch of things there. Um, I do remember, uh, actually, let's talk about this. There is a, I think it's still there. We should check it out. There's a really bad Yelp review on me. Um, and this lady came in and was late and demanded that the owner cut her hair. Okay. She goes to color to Amber in the past. So... She sits down and she takes out her bun and says, um, I'm so sorry, I, I've, I haven't washed in four days and I've been working out and, and just takes this bun out and this gust of cigarette smoke, sweat, dirt, just grossness comes out into my face. <laughs> and sometimes I can't sink before I speak. So, um... I said, ooh, disgusting. I didn't mean to say that, but I said it. <laughs> and she turns around and looks at me and says, excuse me? I said, oh, sorry, sorry. And I, I kind of put my hands behind my back like, I'm not touching your hair. You just undid this bun. It smelled so bad. I'm not been touching it. And apparently she's a writer in Hollywood and all this stuff. Anyway, so long story short, she's pulling her bangs down, and they're like straight across and going really far back like – and telling me, telling me what to do to her hair, not really asking me what I think, and being the artist that I am, like, hey, I want to let you know we should probably cover up your fucking side open temples here and grow it out a little bit more. The shape is really hitting your chin and widening your cheeks. Is that what you really want? We should probably grow that out. But I can tell she doesn't really want my opinions and just wants to tell me what to do and is almost demanding so finally, I just tell her at the end, I said, you know what? I don't think I can do your hair today or ever. I don't think we're a good match. And that's the truth. So I don't think we're a good match. She's like, what? Are you, are you really telling me you're not going to do my hair? I said, yes. What? I need to speak to the manager. I said, okay. <laughs> Let me go get the manager for you. She's <laughs> pissed she's so mad that I said no and I just knew there was nothing that I was gonna do to her hair that was gonna be amazing no matter I felt like I was setting myself up for failure just by even giving her a fucking trim right like she was already upset with the world like something was not good energy wise and luckily for me I was able to read it and again luckily for me and I know some of you out there might not be in this position yet but luckily able to say no to her money, right? Because in the beginning of my career, when I was a hundred bucks a day doing rental, I would have sat there and fucking did her hair. 
But I know that I did the best thing by not opening up a can of worms. Well, she went to the front desk yelling and complaining, I can't believe this, and demanded her money back from Amber when she did her hair two months ago, demanding money back. What? Uh, ugh. Come on. Uh. Insane. You know, I know all your little starlets that you do, and I'm going to tell them I'm a writer in Hollywood, and I'm going to tell them not to go to you. Like, it was bad. Boo. So pretty gnarly um, Yelp review. But, yeah, that was that was a horror story. That was, that was a horror story. I like that one a lot because we get a whole lot of, like, negative processing stories and stuff like that. And, of course, we try to spin them into a positive and learning lesson, right? But that was a horror client story averted. Well, sort of averted. Yeah, sort of. The Yelp was really, yeah, who knows? Yeah. Maybe a bunch of clients from the Yelp review. I, I don't know. It's okay. If Honestly, yeah. and sometimes when you read these Yelp reviews, you guys, I think smart clients can sift through the fucking crazy. Some of these yes. people write their Yelp thing, and you're like, okay, I just don't even believe what this person's saying. This is crazy. Yes. And I remember having a client come in, and I don't know if she was referring to that Yelp review or another, but she, she had said when I was done, she's like, no, I always really wanted to go to you. And then I read a review on Yelp and I was like, oh, shit. Well, I guess I'll just go see for myself. And she did. And we liked each other and it was great. But <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. We definitely do that. And you definitely do need to kind of do your own qualifying of what's out there on Yelp. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. totally. Okay. So any last words for the community? Last words for the community. You know so cheesy sharing is caring I know this sounds so dumb but I do think we're all doing a really good job of it now I will say on Instagram people are sharing their techniques people are showing how they did this people are showing that toner and I worked at Fred Siegel with Sean James who hid the most beautiful ice queen toner ever he did not write it down that is the only toner I did at mix because he didn't want to share and I remember that to me was like holy asshole like, why? Like, it's so beautiful you created it. Why not share with everybody? I didn't understand it. Well, obviously he fired me, so we do now understand. Um, <laughs> so sharing is caring. I feel like I learned so much, I really do, from when people tag me on things and styles and and color and, and, and um, I think people that like teach on Instagram for free, basically, like pretty little ombre, like, oh my God, I learned so much from her fucking page. Like literally her, what she writes and teaches the reds and the blues, I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. I forgot about that from beauty school. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, sharing is caring, I think is great. And honestly, and I mean that when it comes to your clients too, make the client happy. If you make the client happy, your client will be a client for life. What I mean by that, if you're on vacation or you can't be and do the client when they need it to be done, you say, I will give your formula to my friend Nikki and she will do your hair using my formula. Oh my God, thank you so much. Next time they'll come back to you, it's fine. And guess what? If they do end up going to Nikki, that's okay. It wasn't meant to be your person. I really feel like we all kind of curate our own clientele like, and we're all a representation of our clientele. Nikki has like the most proper pristine I don't want to they're not diva clients at all they're not divas they know what they want they all they all own their own businesses um Kendra Scott Monique Lulier, Alexander Fogg for Sabur these girls are fucking boss women and moms 
and like her clientele are like boss women moms and then there's my clientele which are like fun awesome amazing cool people I swear I don't do the same thing on them twice and don't be afraid to curate your own clientele because that's going to make you come into work every single day and make you be like, yes, this girl's on my books. Yes, I love her. Oh, my God, this is going to be a great day. And you have the fucking killer clients. If you don't like your killer clients, get rid of them. Like the, the clients who will kill you. The clients who literally yeah. will kill Emotionally. you. Emotionally. Or physically. We don't know. Um Getting rid, I, I, there was a couple times where I got a, a rid of a couple killer clients, and I know in the beginning of your career you have to do these killer clients, but if you can let go of that two hours versus whatever money you make and get rid of that client, the energy you will have for the rest of the day is like, it, it's, it's, you can't put a price on it, honestly. Those clients that just pick you apart and come back and fix one hair, oh my God, they're not for you, right? But I will say that there's a hairstylist out there that loves perfection so, so, so much that would love to make that one hair so perfect. So don't be afraid of letting go and curating your own clientele to exactly what you love, who you love, what you wanna be like. I like. I feel like all my clients, like I wanna be friends with them all. Or maybe I am, am I? I don't know, are they friends with me? I don't know, <laughs> most of them, but like, if I'm not friends with them, like I enjoy my like two to four hours with them and we chat like we are friends. So yeah, creating a friendly clientele. That's great <laughs> advice. All right, so where can people find you? Now you've got like 400 different Instagram accounts, but where, where do you want people to look first? Yeah, right? Okay, well, um, luckily my parents gave me a very unique name. So my Instagram name is just my first name and I'm so lucky to have that. So lucky. So lucky, Rihanna, R-I-A-W-N-A. In case you're wondering where that came from, it's the first part of my dad's name, Rick. Second part of my mom's name, Shauna. I love that. There That's so cool. <laughs> and make sure you find Nikki at Nikki Lee 901 That's N-I-K-K-I-L-E-E-901. If you Google Nikki Lee, you'll get a porn stripper little girl out there. So don't do that too much. <laughs> um, and lastly, of course, our salon 901, spelled out, no numbers. And if you would all oh, do me a favor and go check out the In Common page on Instagram. It's at I-N-Common, I-N-C-O-M-M-O-N. So cool that we got just in common. I was so pumped about that. Check it out. I think you might really like it. It's really made for everyone, literally, from that crazy, creative, artistic redhead to that beautiful, beachy blonde. It really is something made for everyone because it's all we're all meant to have healthy hair. Check that out and um, shoot me a DM. Let me know how you like this podcast or I'm going to post about it, I'm sure, eventually. And then write me a comment and let me know what you think if you heard it. I mean, if you're still fucking listening to this, Jesus, maybe you have a long ride to work or what? <laughs> they all – come on. <laughs> all of our listeners listen all the way through. And, and you're entertaining, so I'm just letting you go. You just keep going and it's all good stuff. A.K.A. Stop talking now. Got it. <laughs> no, that's not true. But we are wrapping, wrapping, I'm going to say that again, but we are wrapping it. Oh, wow. Interesting. Can you keep my, my mouth is getting dry. Hold on. Yeah, me too. But we are wrapping. 
Oh my God! You have to keep this, this in. Well, this I might, I might keep this in. To, I mean, the me. reality is, is that I haven't spoken for like twenty minutes, and so I've, <laughs> I've like, <laughs> my voice has gotten, you know, tired. Is it went to sleep? Uh, but you know what? My ears are perked up because I like what I'm hearing, <laughs> and that's the most important thing. So this was pretty awesome. Thanks uh, to to both of you guys. Um, thank Nikki. I think I thanked her before she left, but if I didn't, then thank her for me. And you guys, um, you've been very impactful on the industry as a whole. And I think, uh, you know, the love that people show you out there is a representation of that impact. So you should feel very good about, you know, what you've done. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. And, and uh, hope to see you soon. Okay, we will. Take care. Bye, Bye-bye. guys. Hey guys, hope you liked that interview. Next week, we're going to be giving away 100 bucks cash in the form of Amazon Cash. For a chance to win, write a review on the Apple Podcast app or Stitcher.com for the Droid users. If you don't want to write a review, that's cool. You can just hit the ratings. You just hit the stars. You know, obviously five stars. You hit uh, with your little thumb. It goes and that's it. If you want to re- write a review, that's how you show the real love. I really, really appreciate that. And of course, that enters you into the weekly pod loot giveaway. Um, I love our last few reviews, by the way, that let me know your favorite episodes. I love the feedback. It's super valuable for me. If you've already written a review on the Apple Podcast app, by the way, write one on Stitcher.com. If you do that, then you have your name in my bag twice, which is like a podloot hack. The review has to include your exact Instagram handle because that's how I know who wrote the review. That's how I can put your name in the bag. Okay, and then make sure that you're following Salon Republic and Lover Taylor on Instagram, and then you have a chance to win every single week. If you want all the details and the rules and all that kind of stuff, you can go to salonrepublic.com. Also, you have to be listening to win, okay? You listen, you hear your name, you're like, oh my God, I won, oh my God. Hopefully you don't get in a car accident, and then you DM me and say, send me my shit. Uh, next week, next week's episode will be with Gordon Miller. Such a fun conversation with Gordon Miller. Hope you come back. Hope you listen. Until then, have a great week.